الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لسبئ في مسكنهم آية جنتان عين يمين وشمال كلوا من رزق ربكم واشكروا له بلدة طيبة ورب غفور وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا فعلت أمتي خمس عشرة خصلة حل بها البلاء أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو سفتد علماء الكرام رضيز النلز Generally, whenever people get together, whether it is around some dastarkhan, on some meal, it's just outside the masjid, in the parking lot, whether it is some other place, by and large the discussion will be around some current affairs, some happenings around the world, various issues that would be grabbing our attention. As far as a mu'min is concerned, then indeed anything that happens to some Muslim in any part of the world, the person may be unknown to him in any way, but he's a Muslim. Something that happens to any Muslim anywhere should affect him and must affect him. This is the dictates of his iman. Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says, Al-Mu'minuna ka jasadin wahidin. The believers are like one body. And in ishtaka aynuhu, ishtaka kullu. Or in ishtaka raasuhu, ishtaka kullu. If the eye pains, then the entire body pains. It's not possible that the pain of the eye can be isolated. And the body says to the eye that, look, you can suffer alone. We are not part of this pain that you are going to suffer. We are going to continue enjoying ourselves. This is your business. No, the entire body, so to say, in support of the eye, it also shares in the pain of the eye. And likewise, if the person's head is paining, the whole body is also in solidarity with the head. Nabi Salaam says the entire body gets together to help this eye. And to be part of supporting this eye, the rest of the body also stays awake as a result of the pain and difficulty. The entire body feels the fever as a result of the infection in one part of the body. So this is the example Nabi Islam is given of the Ummad. Unfortunately, this is due to our negligence that generally something that happens to the Ummah in some other part of the world or sometimes in our own backyards, but because it's not directly related to us, then it is more generally like a news item. It's a news item, it gets discussed, it gets analyzed, and various comments, various commentary and analysis, and then we all carry on with our lives like nothing happened. At the most, and alhamdulillah that too is something great, if there is need for some kind of financial contribution to something, alhamdulillah we will contribute something. MashaAllah that's also a very great thing. But apart from that, very 
few people would really go beyond that. Whereas going beyond that is also within every person's capacity. In some instances, every single person can be doing something beyond that. For example, in his own free time, in his own private moments, between him and Allah Ta'ala, he is sincerely making dua for the ummah. Now that is a very, very great assistance to the entire ummah. But how many a person does this? And takes the extra step of making two rakats, nafil of salatul haja, and then making dua for the ummah. Then the other thing that is mentioned in the hadith sharif, that as-sadaqatu tutfi'u ghadabar rabb. That sadaqa, it extinguishes the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. So sometimes a person giving sadaqah with the niyad that this is on behalf of the suffering ummah. On behalf of the people that are suffering in some part of the world. That this benefit of this sadaqah in terms of the wrath of Allah Ta'ala being uplifted should reach them. So these are things that every single person can do. And these are things that we should be paying attention to, we should be doing. This is the dictates of our iman. And to be indifferent in this regard, that what we can do, we can, every one of us can be making dua, we can be contributing something or the other, we can be giving some sadaqah on behalf of the ummah, this is all within our capacity. Beyond that might not be in every person's capacity, but this is within every single person's reach. So what is within our reach, and we still neglect that, then that is a sign of, that our imam has deteriorated to a very weak point, that the suffering of the ummah doesn't have that impact on us that it should have. Nevertheless, having said that, from a personal level, and on an immediate level for ourselves, that is the first point, and then also on a general level, we need to ponder a little bit beyond what we just talk about as news items. But we just make our analysis in terms of what the world is looking at it. And who is pulling which string where, and why this is happening, and why that is happening in the same manner that the media portrays things, and the analysis of the media. We need to look a little deeper. And our point of reference, the point of reference of every mu'min, the first point of reference and the last point of reference, everything else is besides that thereafter, is the Quran and Sunnah. What Allah wa ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif, what Rasulullah has explained to us in the Ahadith, that is our starting point, that is our ending point. We will take into note anything else that might be in conformity to this, but this is our starting point and that is, this is our ending point. This is where we start off from. So all these international happenings, all these occurrences taking place, whether on a personal level, on a domestic level, or throughout the world, have we looked beyond just the analysis of the media? Have we looked beyond our own just comments and whatever else? And beyond the little bit that we sometimes will just analyze here and there? If you look into the Quran Sharif, we will find complete guidance about all these things. In the Ahadith, we will find complete guidance. And this is what we need to look at in terms of what is the Quran Sharif saying to us. Allah wa ta'ala 
gives many, many details in the Quran Sharif about the nations of the past. Quran Sharif is filled with this. And these incidents that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif about the nations of the past, whether it is about the people of Ad or Samud, or whether it is all the various other nations that are mentioned, this is not some type of just historical account that, well, this happened this year, this time. Whereas many of these incidents don't have these kind of historical details mentioned anyway in the Quran Sharif. What was the date this happened? Whereas normally a history book, that's where it starts off from. Which date? Which day? Who? What? No, the Quran Sharif doesn't go into all these details. Major incidents like the aspect of the people of the cave, Ashabul Kahf, such a miraculous incident. But the Quran Sharif doesn't give any kind of clue to which part of earth this happened. There are certain things mentioned, but up to this day nobody can say with certainty where that cave is. Because that doesn't matter. And generally in history, that will be the first point where it happened. Go and investigate the cave, measure it from wall to wall and top to bottom and how many whatever else can be seen in there. The Quran Sharif doesn't go into all that. The Quran Sharif goes into what is the ibrat. What is the lesson? What is something that will change somebody's life down the road? And that is what all these incidents of Quran Sharif are for. لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ Allah Ta'ala says in all these narratives that we have mentioned in the Quran Sharif, are ibra, are lessons for people of intelligence. Intelligent people will take a lesson. Others, it's just a story. It's just an incident. Some read it as bedtime stories to the children, and that's the end of it. They don't take the lesson that is meant to be there. It doesn't bring that life in the heart to react in a way that is required of us. So in any case, in the Quran Sharif, there is one incident mentioned. The incident is of the people of Saba. لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي سَبَعٍ فِي مَسْكَنِهِمْ Now These people of Saba, where they existed, etc., all those details we are going to skip now. But there was a nation that lived in great amount of prosperity. Allah Ta'ala says, Fi maskanihim aya. In their entire living, there's a great sign and a lesson. What was this? They were given all the things that insan could wish at that time. Jannatani ayyamini wa shimal. The prosperity that they were blessed with, lush gardens and orchards. Such lush orchards, a person that merely had to carry a basket on his head and walk through, Without touching on fruit, that basket will be full. Just merely knocking on the branches with that basket, and it will fill the basket. The handle of the basket will be enough. Can we imagine? Allah Ta'ala says everything was found for them. كُلُوا مِنْ رِزْقِ رَبِّكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوا لَهَا بَلْدَةٌ طَيِّبَةٌ وَرَبٌّ غَفُورٌ But then all these things were found for them. The prosperity, the peace, the tranquility, and whatever they wanted, everything was available. But as time went, what often becomes the case, that when there is some difficulty, some hardship, there is some struggle, then a person is conscious of Allah Ta'ala. When things become easy, not everybody is able to digest that prosperity, that ease, and still remember Allah Ta'ala fully. If that prosperity is not matched with an equal amount of deen, and that prosperity becomes a very big test for a person. That affluence becomes a very big test. 
then he starts making a person do things that are far away from deen. Because now the person has what he wants, so why should he bother? He starts forgetting Allah Ta'ala. So by and large, this becomes a condition of a community then. That they start forgetting Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala says, this people of Sabah also, they had everything that they needed. The prosperity was there, the comfort was there, the peace was there, everything was there. But then, فَأَعْرَضُوا They turned their backs on the command of Allah Ta'ala. They turned their backs on the teachings of the Nabi of the time. So Allah Ta'ala gives respite. Allah Ta'ala gives a person a chance, an opportunity to come back. But they didn't take heed. Many times a person thinks that my life is carrying on fine. I'm in my comfort zone. Whatever is happening elsewhere in the world is happening elsewhere in the world. Why should I bother? I'm enjoying life to the full. So let me carry on as I want. Nothing is happening to me. So a person mistakes this respite from Allah Ta'ala as something that is a license for him to do what he wants. And many people that in the community take that direction. Some departmentalize deen. In the masjid the person is, mashallah, very very conscious of deen. Outside his life is something else. In his business, it's as he pleases. In his social life, it's what he wants to do. If he's having a function or a wedding or something, then it is what the Yahud and Nasara, how they go about it. Any kind of activities will take place, the intermingling will carry on, the music will be played, all kinds of immorality and vice will become the norm. And whatever else, things unspeakable start becoming the norm in a community. Things that couldn't cross the mind. That for example, a female will go for He'll go to a male trainer for boxing lessons. Imaginable? But those things become things that happen in society. And not just odd situations. It starts getting, catching on. Why? Because there's no, the affluence is there, but there's no direction, there's no deen. So the fitna then starts. Then the gym, no matter what kind can be the environment in there, how destructive to one's imam, how much it will be destructive to one's even dunya also. How will it destroy somebody's marriage? How will destroy anything else? But my physical, what I want physically for myself, that will take precedence. Everything else will go in the background. Then whatever happens will happen. So the same situation happened to these people that they forgot Allah Ta'ala. فَعَارَضُوا So Allah Ta'ala gave respite. But after all the respite they failed to take heed. Allah Ta'ala says, فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ سَيْلَ الْعَرِمْ we sent upon them the flood of the dams. They had huge dams built. They were living in a valley, these huge mountains, and they had built up these huge dams. Previously, when the waters, flood waters used to come, it would just flood up everything. So they built these dams. And now they felt very, very secure. On the one side, these dams became a reservoir. That behind the dam now, all this huge mass of water was a reservoir, so it could constantly keep watering their gardens and orchards. And then they were saved from the floods. So life was, what better could they need? But Allah Ta'ala has his way and plan that when a person fails to take heed, despite the, the chance Allah Ta'ala gives, Allah Ta'ala put upon this damn walls some rodents, which actually started eating up the wall from within. Now outside everything is looking very comfortable. 
Everything is looking very secure. But from within everything is becoming hollow. And they were carrying on with life like nothing happened. Why should I bother? Bozin is calling, I'll see whatever it happens now. My business, well now is the time to make money. So it's halal, haram, carry on, life carries on. So when this carried on in this manner, this azab started, but it started in a way they didn't even realize it already started. That this wall was now being eaten up. And then the next heavy rains came, and these damn walls burst, and the entire place was flooded. And flooded to such an extent, Allah Ta'ala then ex- describes this in the Qur'an Sharif. All these things are in the Qur'an Sharif for us. فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلِهِمْ سَيْلَ الْعَرِمْ وَبَدَّلْنَاهُمْ بِجَنَّتَيْهِمْ جَنَّتَيْنِ ذَوَاتَيْ أُكُلٍ خَمْطٍ وَأَثْلٍ وَشَيْءٍ مِّنْ سِدْرٍ قَلِيلٍ The crux of it is that all these lush gardens, the only thing now was available there was bitter fruit coming out of the weeds and thorny trees that were left. Everything else was destroyed. But the lesson in all this, Allah Ta'ala didn't mention this as a story of just historical note. ذَلِكَ جَزَيْنَاهُمْ بِمَا كَفَرُوا That this was the result of their ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala for His ni'mats and bounties and favors. For their disobedience to Allah Ta'ala. For not being concerned about what the commands of Allah Ta'ala are. They're only concerned about how to live life to the full. In any way, whether it's permissible, impermissible, how it happens, doesn't matter. Allah Ta'ala says that this is how we will go about, this is the system. That anybody who will be ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala, despite the chances Allah Ta'ala gives, they will ignore the respite from Allah Ta'ala, the end result will be this. So this is the lesson for us to take. And in, in the similar manner in the ahadith, Rasulullah Wasallam has spelt out that these occurrences, we will give all the various analysis, who's pulling the strings where, and who's sitting in which color house, and he's doing this and that. But all these things are in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes, وَكَذَلِكَ نُوَلِّي بَعْضَ الظَّالِمِينَ بَعْضًا بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, sometimes we put one zalim over another zalim. In other words, one community has already been involved in zulm of their own kind, we then put upon them another zalim. That person is a zalim, he might be a greater zalim. But he is now becoming the means of bringing the smaller zalims into line. He is going to be answerable for his actions, and they are responsible for their actions. So in any case, we have to look in the ahadith and analyze our analysis on one side, but the analysis of the ahadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in the Rewaite of Tirmidhi Sharif, in one hadith, Nabi Islam says, when my ummah will get involved in 15 actions, then halla bihal bala, then calamities will befall them. In another hadith, the example of how the calamities will befall is given, kanizamin balin quti asilkuhu fatataba, like a string of beads, like a tasbih. It's cut off on one side, now it will fall, so that string will fall straight. Now the bees will all just drop one after the other. In that manner, the calamities and the hardships will befall the ummah. And this requires no elaboration. People barely start recovering from one thing and something else has happened. They barely start recovering from the second thing and the third thing has happened. So, the issue for us is, again, to look into these ahadis, 
And first and foremost on a personal level, how much am I am becoming a means of the difficulties of the Ummah? Am I contributing to this situation? From my own personal life, these are things I need to think about and consider. So there isn't time to go into the 15 aspects, but some of the things that we will, inshallah, Allah ta'ala give tawfiq, that whatever we can manage to discuss in this time. In this hadith, Nabi Salaam then says, that إِذَا كَانَ الْمَغْنَمُ دِوَلًا وَالْأَمَانَةُ مَغْنَمًا إِذَا كَانَتِ الْمَغْنَمُ دِوَلًا When public property will be regarded as personal things. A person has some authority over some public funds, then he will treat it as, well, he can do as he wants. And he will take the personal benefit instead of it being to the benefit of the people at large because it belongs to, it's for the benefit of everybody. But now he will use it in his own way for his own personal pocket. This again is something that doesn't require any elaboration. And amanat, trust, this will be regarded as booty, as spoils of war. What happens in booty, in spoils of war, that all the people that participated in that war, they are shareholders in that. All will get a share. So now when a person has some amanat in his trust, somebody has left some amanat with him. Whether it is a financial amanat, he is looking after somebody's business, somebody's property, somebody's wealth, he is the trustee of some orphan's wealth, he is the executor of some estate. So all this falls under the same category. Because this is all wealth belonging to the various parties that are involved in it. So all those heirs that have a share in that estate... But now somebody has the authority of it. He is the executor. So all these things that are amanat, this will become like magnaman. It's amanat, it's somebody else's trust. He'll regard, I got a share in it also. I can do my own bit in it. So it's purely somebody else's thing, but he will take his share out of it. Now this is contributing to the crisis of the ummad. Then the Islam says, was zakatu magraman. When zakat will become regarded like a tax, how a person feels a very big burden to discharge a tax. This is an extortion. So unfortunately, the same mentality will develop regarding zakat. That two and a half percent that Allah Ta'ala has obligated us, and that too after having excluded so many things that are not zakatable. The person has his own personal house to live in, he has his property, he has his business, the various aspects in the business in terms of his fixtures and fittings and various things are all excluded. There are certain categories of wealth that are zakatable. His cash, his stock in trade and various other items, gold and silver, etc. But just on that also, that 2.5% will become like a tax for him. He'll regard it as a very big burden. Some will not even discharge it correctly. Some might not even discharge it at all. And some will discharge it just half-heartedly, but this will become a means of bringing down calamities. Then going further, Nabi Islam says, وَأَطَاعَ الرَّجُلُ زَوْجَتَهُ وَأَقَّ أُمَّهُ وَبَرَّ صَدِيقَهُ وَجَفَى أَبَاهُ A person will be obedient to his wife, meaning in things that even contradict shariat, and in things that trample the rights of others. وَأَقَّ أُمَّهُ And he will be disobedient to his mother. 
In other words, where it is within the limits also. One is that there are extremes on both sides. Sometimes a person totally tramples the rights of his wife for the sake of his mother. And there's somebody trampling the rights of his mother entirely, or in any case, in any, any degree, for the sake of his wife. Both are wrong. Islam has taught us that complete balance. That everybody's rights are fulfilled, everybody is taken care of in the correct manner, and a person nevertheless understands in all this, that his mother has a prior right over everybody else. And here in this hadith, Sharif Nabi Salaam is spelling out, when this happens, it's going to draw down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. That a person will be obedient to his wife in a way that will trample on the rights of others. It will break the laws of Allah Ta'ala, trample on the rights of others, and he'll be disobedient to his mother. He'll be very good to his friend, very indifferent to his own father. His father will be like a distant person, like some, well, sometimes he just maybe in a crowd, he'll recognize him, he'll understand, okay, this is so and so. Father will be somebody like a stranger to him. And his friend, he'll be very, very good to his friend. Whereas the rights of his father are beyond everybody else in the community and anywhere. So this also becomes a sign of qiyamat. And these are things that draw down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Then Nabi Islam says, aswatu fil masajid. That voices will be raised in the masjid. People talking all kinds of things and in high tones. Voices will be raised in the masjid. Thereafter, we're just barely touching on these points. Nabi Islam says, وَأُكْرِمَ الرَّجَلُ مَخَافَةَ شَرِّهِ A person will be respected not because he, ha- he is worthy of respect. He'll be respected just out of fear for his evil. In other words, a person is worried. If I don't treat this person properly, if I don't just, just be cordial to him, if I don't just stay out of his way, then I'm going to be in big trouble because he has influence or he has the wealth or he has whatever. He has prominence or he has some kind of authority over me. So he's going to make life difficult for me. So I'd rather just make salam to him properly. But this kind of character it indicates the character of the person. That what kind of character he has. That a person has to respect him purely out of, just in order to stay out of trouble. Whether it's the husband now that he's been conducting himself in that manner. That that wife and those children have to just walk on eggshells. Just in order to stay out of his moods. Whether it's some parent that has to worry about how his child is going to react. What outburst might come next. And just in order to keep the peace, they got to just keep quiet. And just make it sound like, no, don't worry, everything is fine. A person being respected purely out of people wanting to stay out of his way and just be safe from his evil. This is something draws down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. And وَشُرِبَتِ khumur, Intoxicants will become the norm. Again, no elaboration required. One more aspect that we will finish off in Nabi Islam says, وَلَعَنَا آخِذُ هَذِي آخِرُ هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ أَوَّلَهَا When the latter part of this ummah will start speaking ill of those who had already passed long ago. People start saying, these Imams, what they know? They weren't worth, Nauzubillah, their salt, we know better. All these, these great Imams of fiqh, etc., people start talking bad about them. Beyond them, they'll go to the Sahaba, 
like the Shias do. And talk ill of the Sahaba Ikram. People talking ill about all the pious predecessors. What these people knew. All these things draw down the wrath of Allah wa ta'ala. If we analyze, this is the analysis we have to make. Analysis on our personal scale. That if I have turmoil in my life, is it coming due to some aspect that I am doing which is bringing down this turmoil? Is it due to something that I am involved in that is drawing down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala? On a community level, on the level of the ummah, this is the analysis we have to make. Look into these things and as mentioned, all this is for ibrat. It is meant for us to take this lesson and come back onto the complete deen that Allah wa Ta'ala has given us onto the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa In this way we will get the peace and happiness in dunya. And the real thing is the akhirat, the everlasting jannat of akhirat. May Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.